0: Hey friends, it's Jace.
1: Oh yes, it's Char.
0: And you're tuned to Kiss and
1: Tell Radio.
0: Oh. Hey friends, what's up? Woo! <clears throat> Char, what, how you doing?
1: I had to get some water in. Mm-hmm. Coat that throat. I am okay. How are you?
0: I'm a lot better this week. I'm a lot better this week. You know. You did
1: have quite the interesting week last week.
0: I surely did, and I kept it pushing. It's it's funny because I gave myself like a day to recoup. It took like a good week and a half. Okay. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I can tell you were
0: out of it. I was. I didn't even listen to the episode. I listened to every single episode since we started this podcast like three years ago, and this is probably the first episode I did not even listen to.
1: I listened to part of it, and by the way, us not listening or listening to part part of it has nothing to do with our fantabulous guest last week, Michelet, of course, a matter of fact, tomorrow, well, by the time you all hear this, it would have been yesterday is the event, so mm-hmm. are you ready? I am your
0: hair looks ready.
1: Thank you it's I very have an interesting and, um, interesting story honey-suckle. Monday, Monday night, I stayed up all night working on it. Mm-hmm. I have been dying for those of you who do not know. My units I build from the ground up. Do not ask me to do your hair, your cousin's hair, your, your auntie's hair. I don't do other people's hair. Your auntie, but with my <laughs> hair, I literally order my bundles. They do not come in uh, dye. They are raw Indian. Well, like, I don't what wear Indian. color. They come in like one be like black,
0: like jet black.
1: They're raw, raw Brazilian and raw. I think I have a Peruvian bundle in as well. Oh, so they just come in like regular hair mm-hmm. and so i have to do all the lifting and toning and stripping and to get my desired color and i have developed my science to it because i stay in the same color wheelhouse mm-hmm. of the blondes and the chestnuts and all of that like if i wanted to go red or pink or something like like that would be hard for me or blue you know how the girls yeah. do the cotton candy mm-hmm. hair. but the because, cardi b breakup hair mm-hmm, but because i know my preferred color wheelhouse and i don't stray too far from it I have, like, my my formula. So all last week I was working on coloring the hair. And then Monday night, the plan was Monday to start sewing and then go to bed and then (laughs) Tuesday finish. But if you're like me, once you start, once you pop, the fun don't stop. Very Capricorn. I turned on that Desperate Housewives on that damn Hulu. And I did not go to bed till 4.52 a.m. Well, it was well worth it. And I did find it work the next day. I thought I was going to crash. I did. I didn't crash until around four. You know, four, I was. I was literally asleep at my desk. Like you know, how you like oh. doze, like doze off. Like it was like. Have you ever been like your so sleepy? Hurt. No, my like head you, is heavy. Excuse me. Have you ever been so sleepy that you doze off and don't know that you're asleep until you wake up? Yep. Okay, that, that was me around four p.m. on me Tuesday. One time
0: when I was driving. Ooh. Very scary. Oh,
1: me too. In undergrad, Ooh. I veered off the road. It took for the yeah to wake had a tree. me up. Mm-hmm. Driving back to my apartment from campus. Mm.
0: Well, anyways, this week it is just uh, the original Kat Radio host, uh, Jason Shar. Yeah, um, so we were
1: supposed to have a guest, but at the last minute, he had a family emergency. Oh God. Yeah. Was so okay? yeah, everything's okay, I think. Uh, but we rescheduled him. Well, I just told him I just threw out February. Uh, you know. Yeah. You come back. We can lol about this in February, but I hope so. Yeah. So, yeah, how was your weekend? My weekend
0: was great. Actually, I invited Shar out to a, um, so every single year, Kirkland, is was a, I guess, the, LA socialite. He just has a lot of people. He throws a Christmas party every year that benefits, um, one of the homeless shelters out here. And I invited Shar because every year it is like packed out. And, um, it was a great time. I saw a lot of people. A lot of people asked about you. You know, Aww. where's your partner in crime? da da like, She's coloring her hair. But, yeah. um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Like, it's open bar. So the way it's set up, he rents out a venue, and everybody brings
1: a bottle. So oh, Someone that I know did their birthday party like that mm-hmm. last year. He rented out a venue. You brought a bottle, and that's what and it's made open it. bar. But he invited, like, 100 people. So. Oh, yeah.
0: There was a smooth, like, probably 300 people that were there. Whoa. Yeah. So that's was, definite open was bar. It was packed out. I had my beer and my good times. I wore my sweater. Um,
1: that was a cute sweater. You looked really cute in those pictures. Thank
0: you. You were glowing you. and looked all... You
1: know, rose water. like, okay, work, bitch, you okay? Know,
0: we, we recovered like J-Lo. Um, but actually, the sweater, my friend actually uh, um, started his clothing. Like He quit his job at Nike. Wow. A clothing line. So it's called Angelino. Check that out. I'll probably post it in the um, I want the an Angelino.
1: Thread. I mean, I'm not an Angelino. Well, technically I am. Yeah. As of Saturday, I would have lived in LA for like approximately four and a half You're years. You're certified.
0: You're certified. Four and a half years. You got friends out here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you invited me out, Pierre invited me out to part, and that, that's the best thing I think we can say about, like, holiday season with the holiday parties, is the open bar and food and Listen, stuff like that. Like, I love a good and the holiday the Uber promos. Par- yes. Oh my gosh. So Pierre invited me out, you invited me out, but I was locked in the house, as I mentioned, working on my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did get around to go seeing on Sunday, um, I went to the final NABJ screening of the year. Mm-hmm. When I took my good sis Kaylin with me, who's also coming, because my holiday party for my company is this upcoming Sunday, I need to uh, head over to Fashion Nova and find something scandalous to Fashion wear. How Fashion
0: Nova has so much money? Where are they based out of? Bangladesh. I
1: have no clue.
0: The warehouses. Of I don't want to think
1: about it because I'm going to feel guilty if it's a sweatshop situation. <laughs> I don't, I'm kind of curious. The dresses as to are how. so. <laughs> the dresses are so good, but anyway. <laughs> um, So yeah, I mean, so yeah, like I said, mine is coming up, but I went to go see if Bill Street um, could talk. Yeah, which I saw the week before. James Baldwin. It's you know Barry Jenkins who directed Mm. Moonlight. He this is his second adaptation, and we actually mentioned uh, this movie about a year ago on the show. We gave it K T kudos or one of those LGBT corner, one of those. So um, the movie. Okay, overall. Freaking loved it. Okay. It made me want to be in love. The cinematography, it did. Okay. It did just the way leading up, like their love story. And Mm -hmm. and just some of those scenes where there was no um words. Yeah. When they just were looking into the camp. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I want somebody to look at me like that. (sighs) And the cinematography was amazing. My favorite scene, I was taking mental note, my favorite scene visually. Without question, had to have been when his friend—I can't remember the guy's name—he he stars on, on that oh, show Atlanta,
0: and, and he was in um the movie that we saw together, Widows. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So that guy, when he shows up, if you, when you guys go see the Beale Street, because everybody's gonna go see it, right? <laughs> so when he shows up, there's this like landscape. Like, shot of like New York City brownstones, and it is so oh, yeah, freaking mm-hmm. pretty. The way the sun is hitting it, it's like a dream. Mm-hmm. So, that and I felt like everything the costume design they were on point, absolutely. That apartment, intentional, that apartment that the main character lived like, everything was just so bomb. I loved the story, I loved the theme. I, I have to admit that I've never read the book. James Baldwin is some of the most challenging material to get through. <laughs> I feel like if I ever delved into James Baldwin, uh, even with audio, like I was thinking like, maybe I'll get the audio book. Cause I heard that the book has spicier language than the film adaptation. Okay, And so, but I feel like James Baldwin's work is very much class participation. Like I would go back to a college lecture hall yeah. to do like a big old focus yep. group and dissect his work. Cause it is so challenging. Um, but yeah, I saw that my only critique was that certain certain scenes I felt could have get, got cut down. Yeah. They were a little too long. Like the sex scene was a little too long for me. And I'm no prude, but the sex scene was so long. Yeah. I mean I was like, good Lord. I was checking my watch, <laughs> like, good Lord. Still fucking.
0: No, I remember when I when I saw, I don't know. Did I talk about this last week? You I, did not. Okay. Um so when I saw, I actually saw it at the TV Academy and um it was good. I was preoccupied because I was actually planning a surprise party in the middle of seeing this film. So I'm getting blown up with text messages this entire time. Oh no! Uh, you gotta
1: turn your phone off for stuff like that. That mo- this movie is not anything that you could turn away from and I, jump yeah, back in. it
0: was very difficult watching because I was trying to act like I didn't like know what was going on, and so I um, outside of my life. But it was good. I think that it was a little lengthy. Um,
1: it it, what, it, it could have been really? chopped
0: down like kind of like you said certain scenes, certain scenes, and then I also I don't know I I know this is a movie that come from came from a different story, but I'm more of a fan of the movies like Hidden Figures or like Green Book, where it's not necessarily focused around you know a black person wrongfully going to jail.
1: But and see, Green Book and Hidden Figures, those are like. Biographical historical adaptations. This was adapted from a book, yeah. That's what I was saying. So, like, like yeah, I, I it's understand like, it's that, like non fiction,
0: but like my type of and you got to consider,
1: you got to consider the time in which I was about right. to say the time mm-hmm. in which it was written and things like that were popular. Uh, as far as because nothing's changed, right? I think that what might be a turnoff is that this theme is something that's reoccurring in real time for us and the, of course right. the conversation is elevated because of social media mm-hmm. but back when James wrote this book it was kind of like kitchen table talk right. it right. wasn't everywhere on the view CNN 24 mm-hmm. 7 round the clock it deals with uh, uh, abuse of power and systemic yeah. racism with the police and a black
0: man and then when you're in a movie theater full of white people who see, are I, like I was with 50 the, plus I was with National Association Old. of Black Journalists yeah, see, I was with the TV Academy with a bunch of like old white people, and I was just like, oh god, here we go. So yeah. that was that was one thing that I would say. It's just it was nothing bad against the film, but it's just not my type of film. But overall, like I said, Barry Jenkins beautifully shot. If you have have seen shot. Mo- Moonlight, like and
1: I loved my the other one of my other favorite scenes. Really quickly was uh when she got her job at the mall. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. To, I'm trying to. Skirt around this without doing without spoilers, it, but right. when she got her job at the mall, because there was dialogue, it kind of reminded me of For Colored Girls, right? Yeah, where there's dialogue taken directly from mm. the, the like literature, a right? The literature mm-hmm. and incorporated into into the visual. Yeah, and I loved when she, you know, the the line about black cats mm-hmm. and a white man, the yep. difference between mm-hmm. how they how, interact with her. Yeah. Yep,
0: <laughs> it was. It was good. You know, it was yeah. Good. So if
1: we, when you guys find the time. Go check out Barry Jenkins's new film.
0: Really quickly, I forgot the, the part about um, my personal life. I had a chicken slaughter this weekend as well.
1: Oh yes, how did that go? I'm glad. I'm so glad that you didn't walk us through that on social media. No,
0: no, no, no. I wasn't going to, and I had to walk myself mentally through that without. There's any... no way. Yeah. So my father. There's no way I'm witnessing yeah.
1: chickens getting slaughtered. No, 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 no way. No. Did was, it scare you I back into veganism? Um. No. It
0: didn't, but it was definitely something. So basically, to give context, my dad ended up, my dad's a Connecticut guy, went to NYU, tech, worked for Honda, um, and now he is a farmer. Horses, sheep, chickens, whatever. I don't
1: blame him. Get Far- away from he all the hubbub 20- of it all. Right. 22 the acres
0: of land in Temecula Valley. So he had sent us a Google invite about a month ago, planning this day to have a chicken slaughter, because he wants to have farm the table food mm-hmm. on his new house and so we went ahead and slaughtered 21 chickens um he did the slaughtering he was like so we're gonna be cutting the necks by the end of this i'm like no i'm not i will not be cutting any necks i will
1: so he did he do it in a humane way like i don't Absolutely. even know so how do you even go about slaughtering a bird
0: so basically you have to grab them by the legs And there's like a cone. I feel like I'm regretting asking this. (laughs) Well, it's too late now. So you put this chicken upside down in this cone. You thank the chicken for their life and providing food. And you slit their throat. It's very Oh, because their head is in the cone. their head is in the cone. And so once they pretty much like jump around for a little bit, but they die very quickly.
1: Like a guillotine. You know, yeah. you said when your head gets cut off, it's it's a few seconds where people were still talking when their head was yeah. in the basket yeah. back in France. But you're or dead. a uh, nerve twitches yeah. or something. And you, you stand up and walk. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you dip it in the sanita- si- sanitizer. Dip it in the hot, hot, hot water. Then you put it in this, like, blender thing. But what? B- but not with knives. With, like, these rubber, like, pointy things. And you turn it on and the chicken just starts flying around and all the feathers just fly off within, like, maybe 10 seconds. Every single feather, It's crazy. And then it's like sometimes good to go? the head flew off as well because the head kind of dangling. Oh, because it, it just slid. oh shit, it was crazy. So then we, I mean, shoot, <laughs> we take it on the table, gut it, cut off, and so we package it up like you see in like the supermarket, like a ham. Really? And we went that far into like getting this chicken prepared. And we did 22 of them. It took us about four hours.
1: Are you guys doing this for the holiday season, like Kalisa's bounty in full? Kind
0: of. Yeah. So he has this big giant freezer. He has fresh meat from the neighboring farm. Um, this other woman that helped us out. See, I couldn't do... Um, it was crazy. I don't need
1: to see the face of my chicken. Yeah. I would try a wing mm-hmm. in Temecula. Mm-hmm. Just a wing. Just one. And part of the wing, I don't need the full chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if I saw the face of the chicken and went through that process, yeah. I would be eating chick apostrophe in, aka that's vegan chicken for those <laughs> of you who
0: don't. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it was quite the experience, and I will never ever. He, my dad was really happy about it, but I it took me a while to emotionally adjust.
1: Ooh, child, the Geppetto. Well, are you ready to jump into the bulletin board? Lego. So um I want to start off by sending um Tanitra Michelle Williams well wishes um and just uplifting her in this time. Michelle uh we know that she was starring in um a Broadway play and she just dropped out. Wait, which Michelle Williams? I just said Tanitra Michelle Williams. To That's Neetra. how I intro intro this. Michelle from Destiny's Child, oh. the one that says "Hit Me" okay, at the beginning of "Lose My Bride.
0: I really thought that was a sound clip from like an I old you. Like, funk song.
1: Everybody that was in my mentions talking about James Brown and Missy Elliott and people like Jace talking about an old sample. No, that, that like is Tanitra Michelle Williams. It is obviously all. her. I don't see those of you Hit who me. were getting her and Kelly's voices mixed up. You, well, all you did was communicate to me that you are not a true Destiny's Child fan, <laughs> which is fine. Which is it's not for this life is not for everybody this life some of you all are strictly beehive, and that's the lane that you need to stay in, but as someone who is a child of destiny like myself, you all are just proving to me that you all are not true fans because I you literally. do not you can't differentiate voices. Kelly and Michelle don't sound anything alike it's obviously Michelle Michelle has screamed, hit me a, a million and one times that they've performed it live um did- just did it at Beachella back in April, like it is. And aside from all of that, it is obviously Michelle. I need to watch a live
0: show because I actually listened to it on Spotify a couple times after. And I was like, that sounds like an old clip.
1: No, it's Michelle. I don't see where people got from. First of all, Missy Elliott. Why Missy Missy Elliott? Elliott. When Rodney Jerkins (laughs) produced the track. It is not James Brown from his uh, era. Scream- like Some of the mentions that I got, I literally had to ask. I, one one person I asked was, everything all right at home? Because <laughs> y'all's ears are not clean. Like I said, it's okay. No. You're not true children of destiny. Let like I said, see. this life is not for the faint at heart. Some of y'all can't even tell Beyonce and Kelly's voices apart, and you've proven yourself to be that much more of a disappointment that you cannot tell that that's Tanitra Michelle Williams uh, of Rockford, this. Illinois.
0: Because I feel like this is definitely...
1: Hit me. that's Michelle
0: that sounds nothing
1: that Hit me. that sounds everything like her What? that sounds everything that sounds you have to like know the, a, you have to know their a voices two year
0: old in the fifties you have
1: to know their voices okay that's clearly Michelle, nothing like Kelly but anyway Michelle <laughs> uh we know that she has struggled with depression she's been very transparent this year about that um just this last summer, she went to a a rehabilitation facility mm, for yeah. depression, so mm-hmm. yeah, she quit the play um And the statement from her PR says effective immediately, Michelle T. Williams has been advised by her medical doctors to take a leave of absence from performing. As a result, the singer-actress will not continue in the Tony Award-winning Broadway production of Once on This Island. She joined the cast on November 30th in the role of goddess Urzuli, who I believe is a Haitian voodoo goddess, if I'm not mistaken, Urzuli, and was warmly welcomed back to Broadway and into the show. Um, the 38-year-old former Destiny's Child member member's understudy, Cassandra James, will take over the role until December 26th. And then Leah Salonga will then step in to play Erzuli from December 27th to January 6th. And the show just opened on December 3rd. So as someone who like myself, uh, has battled extreme bouts of depression more recently. Michelle shared that hers has been there kind of like...
0: Mm, like in and out. You know,
1: and I don't want to speculate. There's been some Twitter speculations about her physical appearance, but I'm not going to contribute to that. Uh, I just want to send her well wishes and mm. just stay strong. If Michelle, she, we need uh, you. her engagement as well. We too, love right? you. Right. So when we ended the show last week, mm-hmm. that th- I believe the following day, or that Friday, she released her single, Freedom, And she announced that her and Chad uh, had called it quits. Damn. Well, she had called it. I think it was she, her, you know, she broke it off. Um, And so we don't know the recipe that went into that. But uh, I just, like I said, let's just all keep her lifted. We love and appreciate you, Michelle. Destiny's Child. Like Beyonce said, wouldn't be a Destiny's Child if it weren't for you. Or was that to Kelly? Oh, Lord. After all of the darkness. You guys got to listen to the DC3 thank yous at the end of Survivor. Um, So, Yeah. Michelle, like I said, we love and appreciate you, I, me especially. And there would not be a Destiny's Child if it wasn't for Michelle. As, as far as that continuation goes, she was a vital part of the group and mm-hmm. a bridge. A bridge goddess. She literally defined. Through with love? Are you kidding me? Every, every verse. That's she literally, literally defined, cater to you, lose my breath, survivor, booty. Lit. It really doesn't matter whether it was a single or not. She defined Bridges as we know and love mm-hmm. them today. So get well soon, Michelle. Um <clears throat> next, the cast of Insecure, and this is almost tying into my topic for today, um, because I'm it's it's a topic pulled from Insecure that we were talking about at work earlier. But um Issa Rae, you know that she owns a production company named Color Creative, and uh she just inked a multi-picture production deal with Columbia Pictures. Meow. Under this new deal, Columbia will work alongside Color Creative to produce projects helmed by emerging and diverse screenwriters. So shout out to Issa Rae for creating Opportunity. Um, Very happy for her.
0: She got multiple production companies. She still got her YouTube one. Issa yeah productions yeah who they did butter and brown on aspire tv
1: and isa follows i want to say janelle monet was like the first one with like wonderland pictures they're with universal
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and that just was announced last month so i'm all for black women black creating these magic. new lanes and you know uplifting the kids speaking of insecure yvonne orgy mm-hmm. she just signed with flat iron books which will publish her debut book it, it'll be a faith based advice book titled bamboozled by Jesus. So I'm interested in seeing what, um, Oh, it's called, excuse me. The full title is bamboozled by Jesus. How God tricked me into the life of my dreams and 20 lessons I learned along the way. So I'm going to have to check that out. Yvonne is fun. I got a chance to interview her back in February for a red carpet. And she is just one of the warmest personalities Mm -hmm. I've come across in Hollywood. So, um, I may have to. I'm not big on faith based type books. Me either.
0: But I feel unless like unless it's a course in miracles, have...
1: Marianne Williamson, Brene Brown, something like that.
0: I feel like she would do a good Iyama. job because she uh, she doesn't she's seem, relatable. Yeah, she doesn't seem like one of those like jaded. Not no, jaded, she's. But, um... I've
1: listened to two episodes of her podcast, yeah. Jesus and JoLoff. Mm-hmm. It's not a show for me, but it's a good More show. I. It's yeah, a good show. It's a really good show. But I'm inundated with podcasts, so I can't yeah, add another she one. She was
0: on. I went to. I think was that insecure. That was insecure. The season premiere of Insecure, the first season. They had it at um, at USC, and uh, they had a panel after with her and Jay Ellis and the, the whole cast. This was before um, Jo was on the show, and she's she's fun.
1: Yeah. Um. Moving on, a Michigan pastor murdered a trans woman. This is a. <laughs> This is a, a downbeat. Um, and before I read this, I just want to say that this was brought to my attention. I saw on the timeline from uh, George, you yeah. know, George Johnson. Mm-hmm. And hey, George, I uh, I tweeted and I said, you know, I know that direct quotes are necessary as a news girl. I know that direct quotes article, yep. are necessary because you have to further legitimize the story and you have to add those components. You cannot paraphrase. Everything that people say, like direct quotes, are necess- especially in hard news, mm-hmm. they're necessary. However, when instances like this happen, when, when trans people are murdered and their families come out and dead name them and misgender them, yeah. it makes me highly yeah. uncomfortable. Even when publications, I'm reading this from Newsweek, and Newsweek even went on to say, like later on at the bottom of this article, they began a paragraph like, born... Yeah. So-and-so-and-so-and-so. Yeah. When I die, because that day is going to come. I mean, all of our day really? is going to come. But when I die, this, I I will resurrect my goddamn self. <laughs> if someone, if, if, if it's Ms. unnecessary. Junior, yeah,
0: yeah. I read the Fox News article, which is probably the first problem in the first place. Oh, God. Because um, that's the first one I saw. What in the oh. Megan McCain? Right. That's the first my one I father? saw. My father! Oh, my God. <laughs> she needs help. Um, but I I did read the article, and it sounded like a lot of publications were doing the same thing. Like you know, yeah, they all so play football, of and like what, like what does that have to do with? How is that pertinent, right? To right. like the murder of this innocent woman, yeah. And so I think that's it's, it's. And we
1: don't, we still don't know the reason as to why, but I'm sure it'll come tumbling on up, about yeah, about the cupboard. And the but pastor. um, I'm, and unfortunately, like I
0: was not surprised about what about the murder from a pastor.
1: Um, I was, su- I, I'm going to tell you why I was surprised. I was surprised wow. that it was a pastor, but what I was not surprised was w- that it was this drastic move because we know, we've seen how patriarchy and toxic masculinity right. work and men will go out of their way to protect any semblance of whatever right. to their not be quote unquote embarrassed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I mean, read but a story. That's the bigger part.
0: Like that's why I wasn't surprised it was a pastor at all. Cause that's more. I mean, but pastor,
1: it's not every day. I mean, we read about trans women being disproportionately murdered, but it's not every day that we hear from black pastors, black men, maybe pastors, Mm -hmm. child boo, Mm -hmm. child boo. And pastors have been cutting up because, I mean, think back to the Dwight Howard story, allegedly, right? his pastor was dishing out threats. threats. (laughs) But um, anyway, so yeah, her name is Kelly Stowe. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, she was found in a Detroit street on Friday and the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office confirmed Albert Weathers, that's the, the pastor, has been arrested in relation to the crime. According to the human rights campaign, at least 22, this happens every year, at least 22 trans people have been killed this year alone. And overall, as far as, Sexual reported. orientation, right? Report it and report it accurately. Yeah, and this really has nothing to do with transness, but it more so to do with sexual orientation. But the FBI found that um, uh, it's been reported that 57 hate crimes related to uh, sexual orientation happened this year, and that's 59 less than in 2016. Okay. I guess that's something Progress. to celebrate. <laughs> um, also, according to authorities, the victim's gender played, uh, excuse me, gender status played a role in her fatal shooting. And Wayne County Prosecutor's Office said evidence of this will be presented in court. The prosecutor's office added that Stowe's body was found early, like I mentioned, on Friday morning near McNichol Street and Brush Park, a neighborhood in Midtown Detroit. Um, Dana Nessel, Michigan's attorney general elect mm-hmm. warned the murder highlighted the discriminatory conditions members of the LGBT community in Detroit were often subjected to. So I just want to say rest in peace to my, to my yeah. sis. I want to get to the peace. root, not that it matters, but it certainly does to someone like me. I want to get to the root of the cause. How did they know each other? Was she in the congregation? Like mm-hmm. what led up to this?
0: Yeah. To this,
1: to someone being murdered. Um so yeah, moving on. Kathy Lee, did you hear that she's leaving the Today Show? I uh, did, you checked the deuces. I didn't know. You know, Kathy Lee, I was never really that invested in her. I grew up I mean, we both grew up in a time where people were mixing up Kathy Griffin and Kathy Lee mm-hmm. Gifford. Um, but I do know that she was with Regis, Regis right? That's but I didn't know, know that her. she got her start as a singer and has nine oh. albums. what? Oh yes. And was, was singing, singing. on cru- cruise ships and stuff. Nine
0: Albums singing what? I don't know. Well, she's
1: very religious. I found oh. that out as well. Oh. She's very religious darling. And so, um, yeah, she is yeah, leaving. I always knew her
0: from Regis and Kathalia, then also her and what's her co-host? Hoda. Again? Hoda. And the drinking wine at seven o'clock in the morning. I stumbled over Hoda's
1: last name the first time I saw it, because it's literally it's <laughs> like I thought it was Kodup. But it's Co- it's Kot. I thought it was Kodup. Kodup. Because it's K-O-T-B. K-O-T-B. <laughs> I didn't know it was literally Kotb. B. Hoda Kotb. B. I thought it was Hoda coda Literally. Like you're choking on a lifesaver. But yeah, after more than 10 years <laughs> of hosting the fourth hour of the NBC morning show, which is NBC Today, you all, mm-hmm. y'all know I'm an ABC girl. I'm a little biased. Uh, but uh, yeah, she her last day will be April 7th.
0: Is she going somewhere else? Or is she just like... She's
1: going to focus. I think she's going to be producing her own films. Good for her. I don't know, to hawk off to Lifetime or something. What I don't a, know. What a career. And she wants to go back to music. What so, t- oh, gospel albums? According to Wendy Williams... Uh, Jenna Bush Hager, George Bush's, uh-huh, W's daughter, uh-huh. is in the running to be For a replacement. her replacement. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> we need to stop with these, like, Meghan McCain-esque <laughs> people. I mean, you I know, know and, gets, I and, know it's ratings, yay, and I know it's fighting, yay, but, like, Jesus. Can't and
1: we... Ryan Seacrest <laughs> really, now that we're on the topic, is not really – I don't really enjoy him alongside Kelly Ripa. I don't even know. Kelly Ripa's so much better. ABC has been promoting the hell out of that damn show. Like, every commercial mm-hmm. break is the number one duo in daytime. How about the only duo? I mean, aside from Hoda and Kathie Lee, but do they even count? I mean, that show's is mean, so, so, so white. it's so white. so white bread, unseasoned. Yeah, seasoned. just like,
0: no lorries, like... And it's- I love Kelly Rippa, but I think she was really good next to
1: Michael. Her and Michael were a winning yeah, team. Like, that duo
0: was good, but like Ryan Seacrest is just so like Metro L.A. But you like, know, even 10. Jerry O'Connell
1: was doing well. I wonder why he didn't get the job. Yeah. Who knows? Know. <laughs> um, did you hear about Salinas coming to Netflix? Yeah,
0: and I saw a joke that Charlotte Johansson is going to be playing her part.
1: Scarlett is congratulations, <laughs> Scarlett. <laughs>
0: Wait, she really is? No. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> you know,
0: I wouldn't put it past her. I
1: mean, you never, I'm sure she's auditioning. Right. <laughs> um, Netflix is teaming up with the family of the late singer to tell the life story of the Tejano music legend. The streaming giant has landed, excuse me, has handed, why can't I read tonight? The streaming giant has handed out <laughs> a great, straight, sweetie. has handed out a straight to series order of Selena, the series. Which it describes as a coming of age story. A premiere date, and episode count have not yet been determined. Also, it is unclear if the episodes will be an hour or a half an hour. Mm. Will you be watching? I will be. I think I'm gonna check it like, out.
0: Like she's huge, like especially in the Hispanic community. Like she I mean, like
1: we everybody loves Selena. I don't I know, trust like, people who don't
0: love Selena. Right, but I'm saying that that's like I don't know. I don't know what to compare her to, but Aaliyah, I don't know, but that's just a huge person. No,
1: I'd venture to say Selena. Let me not start a riot. <laughs> I don't
0: yeah. even be up in your mentions. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it though. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if JLo is JLo producing that or no? No, she I don't should. think she's
1: tied to it at all.
0: Uh, she missed her opportunity.
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. Ellen has a comedy special that's coming to netflix on tuesday i believe really i'm with her, going to it check it out she's... she's doing stand-up okay i saw one of her stand-up specials years ago on hbo and it wasn't too bad yeah it wasn't she's too cute. bad this was her return to the um the stage
0: another one with a very long career
1: oh yeah ty dollar sign was like indicted on on yeah, some stuff cocaine yeah
0: which is very i actually saw a tweet that bought up a good um point that a lot of black people are always indicted for cocaine but yet the white people are just oh dying. yeah
1: and Demi's drug dealer got an interview yeah, got with TMZ an interview,
0: right and then meanwhile we got Amy, Amy falling dead. out yeah. and
1: well yeah it says a uh, court records show a Fulton County grand jury indicted 36 year old musician on November 30th Papa Legba on charges of felony possession of cocaine felony possession of THC and a misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Um, marijuana? Mm hmm. It's not legal there. Where is he at? Georgia, Fulton oh, County. God. He and six others were stopped on September 5th after a police officer said he smelled marijuana coming from a van near downtown Atlanta. A police report says a search of the vehicle yielded marijuana and coke. Police initially detained all seven people in the van, but released everyone but Ty Dolla sign after concluding the <laughs> drugs belonged to him. A representation, um, excuse me, a representative for Ty did not respond Tuesday. This is from, I believe, the Associated Press. So they reached out to him, and it ain't happening, Pappy. Well. Did you all... <sighs> Let's move on to your queen of rap. Who? Who is my queen of rap? Your queen of rap, Onika Tanya Mirage in her latest stunt. That is
0: not my queen.
1: Y'all already know how I feel about (laughs) Nikki, And I've been consistent. Before (laughs) you hop in my mentions and talk about a Nikki hate train, I want to clarify, I do not hate that woman, but I have been consistent from the beginning of this podcast three years ago with my... I don't know if I want to call it Dislike. I'll just say that, that, that sound Your effect was Phaedra. I was yeah, only interested okay. when she collabed with Beyonce for those two records. Mm-hmm. Other than that, Miss Bubblegum, Boom, 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 Bass does not appeal to Pink me. Pinkprint was cute. I liked her when she first came out. We went, we've went. we been oh, down yeah, this like road. Itty Bitty yeah, Piggy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mixtapes.
1: But when she got to doing all the she lost me with yeah, the pop the and I pop. never came back. And I love I I do I do enjoy a feature, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, but I have never been a barb, Those never been barb adjacent and I just want to clear that up while I have the opportunity <laughs> with the mic in front of me. So don't be hopping in my mentions talking about Nikki hate train. I I've been behind <laughs> I've been behind the conductor's car, okay? <laughs> anyway, um so Nikki's dating a registered sex offender. Yes. I and, read that. Um so when I found this out, I had cotton mouth cuz I I mean, I know you can't put nothing past anybody, but I was like, really? Yeah. Girl. This is what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you have access to to so many men. So many. And this is what we're doing. And then try to justify it. Well, you this is where what what messed people up because this is how you know people don't read. This mm-hmm. is how I know people don't read. So I post the article, and then there was someone that hopped in my mentions asking questions. Okay. I then asked her, Did you read the article? She said no. Why are you even talking to me? <laughs> Why are you talking to right. me? There was someone else that posted, I guess Nikki hopped in the shade room and mentioned that he was sixteen and the girl was fifteen and something. Right. That paints a picture that alludes that it's statutory and that wasn't the charge. The charge is attempted, attempted rape, rape, not statutory. Right. So according to You can still
0: rape someone to be sixteen. A, a, aside from that. <laughs> right. Aside from that.
1: <laughs> aside from that. Um so according to the New York Police Department sex offender unit database. Kenneth Petty, I believe that's his name, was convicted in 1995 for attempted rape, not statutory, attempted, in the first degree for, and some news outlets are saying the second degree. Mm. So first or second degree for
0: degree <laughs> for
1: an incident that occurred in 94. Per the database, cops noted that the offense was, quote, unquote, sexual intercourse and that a knife slash cutting instrument was used as a weapon during the crime. Jesus, we
2: shanking people.
1: He was sentenced to 18 to 54 months in prison, but it is unclear how much of that he actually served. Um, he also got busted. I want to say in two thousand six for something armed robbery or something, it, something erroneous <laughs> like that. And I just, you know, she always picks the winner. Some of the Barb's hot takes on Twitter, I just like somebody protected their tweets, but I did see it before they did. They said every time y'all hear the word "quote unquote" rapist, y'all rush to judge and think. Like it was such. What? I was like. Oh, no. Is this real life right yeah, now? Is this it, what we're doing? Is. I understand being loyal. And they're loyal.
0: probably going to attack. That's why they probably blocked their tweets. Of course.
1: But listen, I understand being loyal to your fave. Believe me, as as someone who's a child of destiny and in the beehive, I get it. But we cannot turn a blind eye right. to insa- – this is literal Think insanity. Right. Think this is literal insanity. And, uh, you all are trying to justify, and even she's trying to justify – this whole right. rape thing. This whole
0: like, well, he was sixteen. Till I don't give a damn how old you were. You could rape someone when you're sixteen. But There's aside from about... aside
1: from that, like I mentioned at the top of the story, she, uh, uh, the way that she responded, led people to allude that this was like some statutory, statutory thing. Right. And like not. he was fifteen dating a sixteen year old, or the the other way around, or whatever. Dating a 16 year old, and it was something like that, right. which people would kind of brush oh, okay. off. But attempted rape, sexual intercourse, and, a, and knife. a knife involved. You got a shank? Child, good day. Hang it up. <laughs> Flat screen, Onika. I'm done. I'm totally done. I'm uninterested in any future projects. This whole year has been a total crapshoot with her. I'm and sick her brother of her. Too. That damn queen radio, her yeah. being problem. I'm just, I'm, I'm. I'm fed up with her. I will not hold her accountable for her brother's actions, though. That's guilty by association, honestly. Mm. That's, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair.
0: Uh, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll let that marinate. That's
1: not fair. Because if I have a sibling out there wiling out, that don't have nothing to do with me. No, I'm talking about actually protecting him. Now, see, I don't, I'm not that deep in that story. Right. So I don't know all i know is that i'm done with her i'm I, at this point i'm completely Bi-wig. and utterly uninterested in anything that she has to contribute to the conversation mm-hmm. or to the culture i'm done yeah um that that was the last straw um and last but not least we're not really going to even touch on this <clears> because <throat> by the time you all hear this show i mean it's already old news now but literally but I, we were brought up. we were in here on wednesday I announced Kevin Hart would be hosting the Oscars literally Thursday. That was no more. So I'm not going to recount the story because y'all know what happened by now. If you don't, I'm sure there's plenty of YouTube videos and other podcasts that will fill you in. I'm not going to get into it for time's sake. We're 40 minutes in. But, Jace, what do you think? Um, Oh, also, before we jump into this, I want (laughs) to – I guess my main comment on this story is being called out is not synonymous with negativity. I got tired of seeing that. Coming from yeah. Kevin, yeah. People calling yeah. you out on your mess mm-hmm. is not, not negative. negativity. My thing is, though, I didn't <laughs> like stop, hear. Stop conflating the two.
0: You know, I didn't hear about these tweets until his backward ass apology. I didn't see the whole like him calling people faggots or whatever. I, that I guess I missed that. Yeah, I mean line. in oh
1: nine that was like soul plane, Kevin. What right. am I paying attention to? Right,
0: and so I and missed then Twitter that. was fairly
1: new, like. Mm-hmm. You certainly weren't pulling up people's tweets and stuff. We were still trying to learn how to work right. it ourselves.
0: My thing is this: his apology was just so backwards. It was pretty, he pretty much said, like, you know, here's my apology. Take it or leave it. And God, Mammon got left.
1: What pissed me off is that the shows that I watch, including The View, everybody had it all wrong. At first, this narrative came out the gate like he apologized already. When, where, where are the receipts? Y'all on national TV talking about he already apologized. Yeah. My mm-hmm. thing is, if you already apologized for some, then it shouldn't be an arm twist to get you to do it again. Do it again, forgot, right? Right. Like if right. you truly apologized, and then on top of that, I don't understand how when he announced his resignation, which part of me believes that they might have fired, it. like. Only because I know how Hollywood works, especially when you're a public figure. A lot of the times they'll give you the grace of right. saying that you mm-hmm. quit, but they really terminated you. Um, but I didn't understand his point in apologizing after announcing that he had right. resigned. Because it could have all been so simple, but Simpl- he literally chose to make it hard. And
0: that's really his his pride cost him that
1: gig. Let this be a lesson, kids. His ego was on full, his full display. Full. Display. And it's full and it's
0: sad and it's sad. And, even this press tour that Nick Cana is going on about defending. Oh, them. he was on Wendy today and totally yeah. irritated. And me. I was just like, what are you guys talking about? And then uh, DL Hughley. Oh, was, DL got I was dragged. Just like, yeah, Shout he out to did. the cast
1: of Pose. India yeah. Moore, Angelica Ross. And y'all are holding people to the, you know, the carpet. I don't have, have the energy. That.
0: I listened to one of our um, friends' podcasts about being too sensitive. And it's just funny to me whenever LGBT people have a problem, it's too sensitive. But when Black people call White people to the table, yeah, it's like, well, it's, oh, op- no.
1: it's fundamentally it's oppression Olympics, right? Exactly what it That's is. That's literally what it and is. And it's just
0: I don't understand how you can't see why this is a problem. And like for me, like the whole the dollhouse situation, like whatever. Do I think Kevin Hart is homophobic? No, uh, but I do think he says some homophobic the shit. And the, the fact that it's so hard for him to apologize for it and show remorse, yeah, is the issue because he
1: means it. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's how I interpret it and also <laughs> aside from that I felt like a lot of people were focusing on his, I guess bits from his stand up and not the tweets and I right. tweeted about this too I'm like we can mm-hmm, walk and mm-hmm. chew gum at the same time. Are you all? Why are you all actively choosing to blatantly ignore his? T- his tweets were not jokes. Those right. were flat out insults. There was no punchline. There was no taste, no tact, no mm-hmm. couth to them. They were awful. Right. Okay. And
0: the thing about it too is, it's like when you know, uh, who's the girl? like Kelly got fired, and nappy-headed yeah. hoes, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There is some other thing I thought about. where, like people get Roseanne. Yeah, get called to the table and it's just like they get fired and it's like, all right, good riddance. But now this person says some stuff to the um, LGBT
1: community and people are on his side. You know what I also want us as a collective black community to stop doing Mm -hmm. is when, and it only happens with black men. This never happens with black women. Of course. Ever. But when black men, when cishet black men get called to the carpet, can we as a community stop digging up like their white counterparts as a way right, to... to that does not absolve any sort of <laughs> well, things we already... Well, so and did something in I 99. Mean, like, like, no! Like, Nick Cannon focus. pulling up Chelsea Handler and Sarah Silverman. Yeah. That does nothing to take away from what Kevin Hart did. You're still trash did. at they, the end of the day. Those women are not up to host the Oscars. Kevin was still granted... Kevin is a box office darling. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like you know, everybody's foot is on Kevin's neck. He was up to host the Oscars, this surfaced, and with those women, who knows how it might have turned out, but we also can't ignore, you know, like, the the systems held in place to protect whiteness. Right. We can't ignore that, but what I'm right. saying is, when, and we saw this in so many other examples, uh, we can think Cosby. Or any any time a cishet black man does something, there's some Negro in the corners of the Internet pulling up what white people have done as if that is supposed to absolve. It's almost like a it's almost like a competition as to like, well, I can be a crappy person to other people. Right. Or, 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 or we're if, trying to
0: drag them down, but like, it's like, no, no, no. If no, a, no. if
1: this white trans woman can be a crappy person to people, why can't I?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Type thing. She's exactly. getting away with it. Why can't I? Because the oppressed love doing the oppressing, and I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I stayed away from the comments. Yeah. Good riddance, Kevin Hart. Show remorse, like, rectify the situation. Like, the, but thing, the thing, about thing is, apology, he didn't care. That's didn't how I care. looked at yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't care. He meant what he said, mm-hmm. and he did not care. He did not public if he apologized in the past, somebody tweet me the link. Because I didn't see that. I mean, even
0: if he did, like he, he didn't show any remorse. He didn't, he, he addressed he, it. He, he would have been, if, look, his publicist, I would have had him on the front line at the Trevor Project serving meals or doing something to like rectify the situation. His but ego. he's not going to do that.
1: His ego. And that's that's
0: a general
1: like. And this is not a conversation thing. about censoring quote-unquote comedy. No. But if a white person were, if this same, ha we, ha, nigger. Right, if the shoe <laughs> were on the other foot and some white man or white woman was up to host the Oscars and all of these uh, nigger tweets surfaced, right. we would not be saying in the name of comedy. mm At all. People wouldn't be saying in the name of comedy. Or mm-hmm. even if they did apologize, let's say in theory, they did apologize years ago for, for nigger tweets. Mm-hmm. People still gonna want to hear that apology. Right, today. Like the black community, y'all can't tell me that y'all don't want. Please, one. please. Somebody, if somebody linked you with the clip from two thousand six, black Twitter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to get into Stop. it. Good riddance, Kevin Hart. Um, and let, like I said, let this be a lesson to all of yeah. us. And that comes from humility. From a is too. the way to go, and keep your ego. Check your ego at the door because mm-hmm. your ego. Will, listen, make your bed and make you lie in it in the same, in one fell swoop. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on mm-hmm. to uh, the corner. corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. Um. <laughs> so this week. Sorry, guys. This week's LGBT corner goes out to, I well, I don't know if I want to shout them out or raise awareness, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco has created the world's first ever transgender cultural district. Um, it is the Tenderloin District. I I don't know if I like that name. Ooh. Tenderloin District is know. now home to, quote, Compton's Transgender Cultural District district. The Tenderloin is a triangular neighborhood located a few blocks from San Francisco City Hall. It is also San Francisco's most notorious drug district, according to certain authorities. Vice reported and Vice also reported that in twenty fourteen. It is also one of the most dangerous districts in the city. Okay. So, I don't get how this. Anyway, the district was created in order to create a safe space for transgender persons and to aid those who identify as transgender, excuse me, transgender, being pushed out of their own neighborhoods. And this is according to Compton's district manager, Honey Mahogany. Ooh. So, yeah, there's some interesting names. Honey Honey Mahogany. Mahogany. The neighborhood's named the Tenderloin. (laughs) It's one of the worst. (laughs) Like I get it. It's like, like I said, I'm shouting it out, but raising awareness. Like, yeah, a safe space for trans people, but it's also notoriously bad and filled with drugs. And yeah, you know, I mean, shout to Honey Mahogany. Yeah, that's for almost them. like Summer Bunny. Yeah, offsets like <laughs> Mistress from last week. Child. What an interesting name. Who? Oh, y'all won. Let's move on to my topic. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned earlier, um. I was talking insecure with one of my coworkers this morning um, because we were celebrating and just kind of casually discussing Issa and Molly's latest venture. And uh, the topic from this latest season that bubbled up that I felt that I should bring to the table is living with an ex. If you recall, in this most recent season, for like half of the season, Issa lived... She chose to live with Daniel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, her brother said, no, ma'am. I'm here with my man. You will not be living here. And Issa, as we know, she told Molly, girl, there's no way we could be roommates because our friendship would end. You know, yeah. she had enough enough uh, foresight to know that. You know, some well, friends... Well,
0: originally, he was, he was, she was supposed to live with her brother. Right. But she but said then no because he was being an asshole.
1: And then the slot filled and yeah. he said no. Cause it remember the room that he was going to lend out to her became his weed room or something like him and his boyfriend <laughs> had like hot lamps Come on, and entrepreneurs. stuff. So, yeah. 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 So my question to you is, would you ever do something like this? And could you ever do something like this? Because we know just to paint a picture for everyone listening and just to remind you all, Issa, there was a certain set of rules, unspoken and spoken, in Daniel's house. And I feel like yeah. if you live with an ex, there will be unspoken and spoken rules. I'm sleeping on the couch. My neck hurts. And then you invite me to the bedroom. What goes on from there?
0: Felicia, You
1: you eating in my you eating in my bed. Like, are we friends? Are we not? Remember Issa was on the couch. The season opened with her on the couch while Daniel was dicking down some girl right. and she could hear it through the mm, wall. With
0: the cakes but it takes all
1: it's. His house. Yeah. So could you do something like this? Could you live with an ex if you absolutely had to? And would you?
0: Could I live with an ex? Um, I have not ever done that. Could I? It depends. If we were ex like two months ago, no. But if we had built a friendship outside of that and I have my own room. I'm not sitting on an ex's couch because I my I don't have a lot of pride, but that would be like nah. Especially if they're getting like down the next room, Ooh. like that that would that and would... them
1: and their date gotta walk past yeah. you,
0: yeah, and then say hi. What the fuck? Ooh. No, I'm I'm cooking dinner for you. Like,
1: no, this is not family I time. I know people that have done this. By the way,
0: that's cute, I expect it's you all to weigh in on the on the hashtag. Um, but if it was a situation, I think we touched about on this before. Um, with another topic, but if it was a situation where we broke up, we had to full out a, a uh finish out a lease versus paying the three thousand oh, yeah, dollars to yeah, break yeah. it. Then, like, I would stay. I can hate you from from a distance yeah. in my room.
1: Well, what if it's a one bedroom? Ooh
0: you know there was one time that i was uh living with someone i was dating and when it did end i got my shit and left immediately i had no idea where i was going i knew i could put myself at my friend's house at the time Mm -hmm. and i just picked up and go that's one of the blessings with living in california because my parents are here so i know that if anything goes down yeah but i mean you you still have a lot of friends and my parents live far you know, I could live there, but me getting to Los Angeles like uh what, two hours away? Yeah. That's not gonna happen. So um yeah, I'm not living with an ex unless it's something like we're finishing out a lease. What about you?
1: For me, um I say no across the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um when we're done surprise, surprise. No, because listen, I'm a Cancer moon, which means I have a lot of feelings. And when we're done, I need us to be done out of sight, out of mind. That's what works best for me. I could not mm-hmm. deal with you having to see someone constantly, whether it was a an amicable break- breakup or, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um I just don't think I could do it because you know sometimes the 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 mood hits. I don't want to open that door, and oh. I know that I may go out to the club
0: where well, you go weak and, and, co- and you come you come home drunk. <laughs> uh huh. And,
1: <laughs> or I come home and like I'm Saucy. thinking of I'm thinking of all these scenarios. Like I or if he's in emotional distress, I'm such a nurturer. Mm-hmm. If you're my ex, I'm gonna want to nurture you. That could lead to something. Yeah, soft. like you know, you know <laughs> you're straddling niggas. And you know, I'm not saying that I speak from experience, but mm. uh there have been certain instances with people that I've dated or had interactions with where I've been like, I'm done, and I just know that I've been tricked. Okay, let me just say this. <laughs> <laughs> tricked in quotes. No, because that's why I wasn't going to share this but I'm whatever. You're already here. So I have been tricked I've been tricked in the past as far as consoling someone in that manner. Um mm-hmm. like we were dating, things did not work out and then uh, you know something happened in his personal life and he Called asked me he come mm-hmm. over to talk. Yeah. And, and, and off. We were talking Mm -hmm. One moment we were talking, and I was, you know, I'm being my usual stoic self, and this is what I think you should do, and I'm Mm. sorry that this happened to you. And
0: (laughs) next thing you know, next
1: thing I know, like a
0: slingshot, your pains will find across the room like a moth
1: to the flame (laughs) that burned by the fire. And I felt tricked. Like when everything was all said and done, I didn't feel like that was his sole mission, but I felt that's like what I felt like that was please, part of the mission. Please.
0: It was part of the mission. Because there's been times, I remember one time, I was, uh, me and my ex broke up and we had, you know, there's things that get left at people's apartments. There's, yeah. Whatever. Come, so I get that phone, come hey. get your, uh, yeah. like,
1: Issa pulled something like yeah, that the didn't mail.
0: She? Yeah, you got some, you got jury duty. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he going to jail so he can make it the Georgia if he didn't come.
1: So And I she remember, threw that party. Right. To that and then
0: he, a... Yeah, nigga, I miss him. Uh, <laughs> the fuck? But Ooh, yeah, I remember Jesus. one time I got a call like, yo, I left my uh, black crown in your closet. Like a crown wear... royal? No, a crown, like an actual crown. Oh, like an actual crown. Okay. And you wanted to wear it to Coachella. And so um he's like, Yeah, so can you bring it over? I just moved. Here's my address. Okay. So I got the crown. Brought it over, didn't go back home.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and the so next thing you know, the new futon was Right. Moist. So, you
1: know, it's it's stuff okay. TMI. <laughs> it's stuff like that that I would be concerned with. And then um, of course, hearkening back to Insecure, the season opener, there is no way on God's green earth I could hear someone that no. I even liked. It's bumping X. I'm not even talking about X. Someone that I even liked or once was interested in. There is Beating no way in God's green earth that I could comfortably listen to that going down. Especially also as I'm trying to go to sleep. Right. Like you talked about pride when you mentioned I would I that's one moment where I would get a, I don't know where I'm going, On the bus stop. but I'm out of here. <laughs> I am Call out me. of here. I'm done.
0: I'm taking an Uber to Riverside. While literally scrambled in the room next door
1: so there's no way and I think that uh unlike Issa I do believe that I have friends and hell even associates that I would be able to live with I mean I'm clean I yeah. stay out of the way um that I would live with there's no way that i' I don't even think I could bend my pride enough to even ask someone yeah
0: I mean I, I would definitely i've i've had I've been in situations before where I had to ask like a friend or uh, if I could stay with them for even like a couple nights yeah um while I was going through my hard times, but you
1: spent a couple nights at my house. I sure have. Yeah. Oh
0: Jesus! You spent. That's because I didn't want to go home. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, no. Like shara has been there for me. Um. Penny. Of, I mean, at um, one point I was. On well, the yeah. Couch. You have
1: a see. If I had a sister. Yeah. If one of my sisters lived in L.A., please, game over. Because mm-hmm. we would have each other, you know. Right. Um. So yeah, I guess that's that on that topic. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I. We both agree that we don't think we could do it, but. No. Nah. Under certain circumstances, I think we both agree if the lease is is something crazy. Yeah, but see, I I'm not see paying my...
0: three grand a brick lease. I could suck I it don't up. I see myself. I think it would, it would be like because they're healing too. Living
1: with a man,
0: me. Oh, so you don't want to live with the even a current boo or a boyfriend? No.
1: Um, I can't see myself to for me to live with the what guy about your husband? Uh, with my husband. I would okay, but things are too flight. I mean, things are can be flighty in marriage, but when you're dating someone, I don't want to make a house a home. I don't want to combine incomes and get a nice Beverly Wilshire condominium and be living the good life, and then a, and then a monkey wrench throws in, and now I'm back in Van Nuys. I
0: need to know if I could live with you before we get married. Oh yeah, same here. But, but how are you gonna test that out? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh when I the don't time know. comes
1: when the time I guess when the time comes <laughs> I will cross that bridge when the time comes uh-huh. but right now just the thought of a man in my personal space just the thought of me leaving this this show and going home and someone being in there
0: drinking their beer and eating their popcorn uh, eating your leftovers I have that never, you, to you eat. know I've
1: been praying for asexuality
0: like literally
1: yeah I'm, I'm so fed up with men. Okay. I really don't want... I don't see myself ever <laughs> Praying, being... I've never heard that before. <laughs> I don't see myself ever being attracted to women, ever, uh-huh. in a sexual way. I can appreciate a woman's body. I can appreciate Same. the beauty, mm-hmm. but um, I don't see myself ever sexually being attracted to a woman. Intellectually, yes. There's a, there, Like I said, there's other yeah. areas that I'm like, okay... Um but I'm just so I've been
0: praying for asexuality. Because
1: men is I only like men and mm-hmm. men are just they're not they're not good for me. They're not good for me. They're just not. Mm. Not physically, you not spiritually, not emotionally, but I'm tired. I'm about to be 31 Char, in 2 so weeks. Am I. <laughs> I'm about to be 31 I, in, in 2 weeks and I'm just tired of running this race. I've been at it since I was 15. I mean, look at JLo. Yeah, well, she may have more... 40. She I, has Harry. more more of an income and more things to distract her make than the in- me. Make the
0: income and make the distractions. That's all I got to say.
1: I guess. Let's move on.
0: So, um, my topic kind of has to do with... Char and I both are turning 31 next month, as she just mentioned. And it is also the end of a year. So, there was something that I... I I don't necessarily deal with trauma until I'm triggered or faced with it head on, and then in, when I react, when I realize that there's something going on, and so I made a, uh, something happened earlier this year where I was completely like distraught and I didn't know why, and I made a decision to not bring that with me into 2019 and also year 31 because I feel like we talked about this like. Um, 30 is kind of like freshman year of like adulting, Mm -hmm. like real adulting. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is kind of my freshman year. And so I'm very like conscious and diligent with erasing things that are not good for me instead of letting them linger on because age um, or time is not going to hold up for me. Um, So my thing, my question to you is what is something, because we only got a couple weeks left in 2018. Mm -hmm. What is something that you want to leave this year, whether it be a person, whether it be a habit, whether it be, um, I mean, anything like that you want to leave, a trauma that you need to face that, you know, you feel some other way. Oh, which
1: one? Um, <laughs> this year sent me through the ringer. Um, there are certain people that I'm definitely leaving in 2018. Um, one of my biggest prayers within these last few months have been God put me around the people that I need to be around. Mm, that's um, a good prayer. And I've noticed that there have been people who I m- miss, you know, who have inexplicably, we just stopped talking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like our conversations have just literally been minimalized to a, a double click. I mean, a double tap yeah. on Instagram every once in a while. And it's like, wow, like we used to be like joined at the hip, like me and a few people, but I will not fight that. If I notice that I'm not calling you and you not calling me. That's God's I'm answer I'm at prayer. a point right now <laughs> where I don't really have incentive to strike anything up with you. For what? Mm-hmm. For what? And that's not me being my usual char self, but it's like, for what? Yeah. And that that is how I looked at it. i think I, mean, I think we all think in the shower, and so that 's something <laughs> that I was thinking about earlier this week like oh i hadn 't heard from so and so or i haven 't been talking to so and so a lot and that might be something and that 's not to say that those people won 't come back into my life at some point, but for the time being the they don't serve a purpose. So if you, like I said, if you're not reaching out to me and I'm not reaching out to you, then I mean, that's that on that. There's no hard feelings, but I got to keep this show moving. Hello. Um, so there are certain people. And if there's one thing that I could leave, Lord have mercy. I think that would be worrying. Um, this year, the stress of worry almost took me out. and, but I will say that trusting in God and trusting the process is so much easier said than done yeah. like when the rubber yeah. meets the road and you're really tested um but this year has shown me that in the end god or whoever you believe in you know whatever um but god always provides mm-hmm. um there were times i did not know when i was going to pay my how i was going to pay my rent but I have never had an eviction notice on my door. The rent has yeah. gotten paid and on time. Amen. Um, there are times that I did not know when I was going to eat or even, and when I say that, it's just, I went through something where I didn't have an appetite at some points. And then when I did, it was like, Oh, where's the buffet? I want burgers, shrimp, Da mm-hmm. you know, green, and then I had potatoes. friends randomly invite me out to dinner, their treat or randomly take me to lunch, you know, their treat. And so, uh, Yes, it would be nice. It would be nice, and and and, and this is constant work. Um, and I'm, I'm and I've been working on shifting my language as well. But it would be nice to remove the spirit of worry yeah. and learn to trust more. Um, and so that is something that I want to adamantly, that I want to um, vehemently leave in 2018. But like I said, it's an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing. Um, cycle. I feel like that's not something that you can just slam your yeah. gavel down and say, yeah. I'm leaving because you're going to be tested. And will you be worried again? Or will you trust that things are going to be okay? Amen. And so, yeah. I like that.
0: Um, for me, mine was dealing with uh, unresolved trauma with the church. And so, I mean, we've, Said before, like, I'm a PK, my stepmom married a pastor, so I was raised in the church. I went to a private Christian school, and a lot of my early development in college was very dark because I was walling out in high school but college is a, another level of walling out where you're really faced with like all right is this my sexuality is this like what does this mean and so i i would venture to say i was probably borderline alcoholic like my mm-hmm. between like 18 and 19 and just because i would and i knew that because i would always cry mm-hmm. like i was one of those drunk crying people I'm like oh she's just drunk i'm like mm-hmm. no like i'm actually dealing with like internal Turmoil and trauma, and this is the way I'm allowing it to come out when I'm intoxicated.
1: So many people don't clock that though. Yeah, even with marijuana, I didn't addiction, clock it till like this
0: year. Even with yeah. marijuana
1: addiction, I know some people who cannot function without getting high. Mm-hmm. They have to wake and bake every day, every day, and I feel like that's something that needs to be examined. Uh-huh. We, we talk, talk about it casually, and you know, this is such a. Willy nilly city, or you could just do, but that things like that need to be examined. Yeah. if you cannot start your day without
0: <laughs> right smoking that blunt,
1: doing anything, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So. Yeah. So I wanted to really just leave that because I'm like at one point this year I was on my way to church and I was crying as a grown ass man because I just didn't want to go and it just really like shook me up and I was like, where's this coming from? And so um, I wanted to be intentional with letting that go and letting whatever I have issue with that church. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to church voluntarily by myself and it was the most ignorant service I think I've ever sat through. Really? Yeah. Like, what was the message? It was some at some point the pastor said that, like, you know, your relationship with me as your pastor is more important than your parents because I'm feeding you with something that's going to last cheese. you forever. The message just goes Chow from cheese. the pulpit to the pews. It's never from the pews to the pulpit, so you can't tell me anything. Ooh, when God is speaking, that's the ego. when God is talking to me and you guys are upset, He's telling me you're doing a good job. There was th- at one point he said that someone said that he was um that he was um ambitious, and he took that as an insult because uh he said it was an insult because he well there's limits to what he would do to get to a certain point. I'm like, well we don't know the definition of amb- ambitious then because that's not what it no. is and at the top, the icing on the cake, so it was the first Sunday of um the month december and um Baptist people communion? do communion, right. I was about to say, first Sunday is communion. So I've been to this church before. And you're this was white. the first time. Oh, yeah, in the white. All the deaconess, deaconess boards. I think I'm gonna and... take,
1: you know what? Not to interrupt your story. I think on January 1st, well, first Sunday in January, I'm going to take communion. Okay. I'm When's the last time you have? Do so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Child... they do communion at one church? No, that's not the people. they
1: do not do communion.
0: People are still drunk from the night before. Um But, yeah, we read this um, paragraph that was on the wall, Mm -hmm. and literally at one point – it was a covet. And at one point it said, I will reframe from the use and sale of alcoholic beverages, uh, drugs, and pornography. And I literally burst out laughing in the middle of the church. Because I was just like, what? And the cult is going. The way on. that I see
1: that, I would have interpreted that as there's so many bones buried in this church. Uh,
0: exactly, and it, there's and, so many bones. But see, like I was able to look at it in that way versus like, because when I'm when you're a child, I could see why reading that every Sunday is going to fuck you it's up as po- an adult. It's poison. Angelica
1: like, Ross uh, mentioned. That because the church I'm not I don't want to speak for her, but I want to bring up this point to piggyback Mm -hmm. off of that because, you know, she the church has has had an effect on a lot of black. Well, just LGBT people. Absolutely. Um, And she said that the way that she interpreted it interpreted and I hope I'm not misquoting her was almost like certain rhetoric was a poison. And people knew that mm-hmm. once they said certain things to her, in the manner in which they said it, they didn't have to reinforce it. They let the poison yeah, do the work,
0: and they do it out of love,
1: right? They let the whole the whole rhetoric of mm-hmm. hate the sin, love the sinner. Oof. But it's like it's a it's a poison mm-hmm. that people with certain rhetoric. I'm not saying that Christian don't jump in my mentions with the whole religion thing. I'm not saying that Christianity is poison. You are entitled to your own beliefs. I'm but people use to the mine. Bible as a weapon. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not going to get into that on this show. Yeah. Um cuz I don't want to go on record saying anything. But uh yeah, there's a there's certain poison and, and like she mentioned the poison does the work. All it takes is one, one time, time. One yeah. time. It's like a strategic methodical thing. One time and they back off. They yeah. just know the seed is planted. Mm-hmm. Boom. And double, double toil and trouble. <laughs> and that's horrible because, like, you know, it's 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 sad. Yeah. And
0: and when you're young and when you're a, a teenager or a preteen or even younger than that, like your mind is developing and you're absorbing the world like a sponge. Yeah. And if that's what you're absorbing, and when you're an adult, yep. that's what you know to be. Fact. And you might
1: end up tweeting that you're going to break a dollhouse over your son's head if you caught him playing with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> hello. And but see, that's that rhetoric. <laughs> That's out there. It's like, you know, reinforced. ha-ha, that's a joke. But where does that come from? Like, there's people out there. I'm not going to go there. Because <laughs> I, I talked to my brother this morning and I ended up crying. Uh, but there's just people out there that who are full-blown, full-functioning adults who do not know how to grapple with their own sexuality because of what the church and their parents yep. and the pastor did to them as children. Yep. And there's people who are fully-functioning, bill-paying, rich Black-ass, grown-ass adults that do not know how to cope oh, let me tell with you themselves in the world.
1: As a, as a black trans woman navigating Trump's America, you, ain't, you preaching to the choir. Look. There are so <laughs> many men, which that's why I, I believe that when, we, when Pose was on, we talked about that scene between uh, Stan and yeah. Angel the first mm-hmm. time that they met and how they did not have sex and it was a therapy session. Mm-hmm. That is a universal theme. That is literally a universal theme. I cannot tell you how many men that I've met and not even always like in a sexual type of instance and we laying down, but just, oh my God, meet at a hotel bar. And it's like, okay, clearly you're not listening to, anything yeah. that I, if this is going to be a event session and sharing our story you know it's got to be like a nice tennis match you <laughs> toss to me I right, toss to you right. but it literally ends up turning into you dumping on me and then when I try to say something you're uninterested. right 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 right
0: and and, and holding on to things like will take a toll on you physically like if you hold on to the stuff and like poison inside you like kind of when like Angelica said like that will take a physical toll yeah. on the way that you it look can show up in
1: a in a myriad of different mm-hmm. ways and you, sometimes you don't even know
0: But, yeah, that was my topic. All right, Um, let's move on. Worry and black church. Bye.
1: Yes. That's what you're leaving.
0: I'm leaving it. The trauma. I could laugh. I could still go to church. And I could could appreciate that it does something for some people, but not for me.
1: Yes. And I think that's what I appreciate about, like, the new year. It works in tandem with my birthday. And every year Mm -hmm. it's like a baptism, like Mm -hmm. a ritualistic baptism. Cleanse thy soul. New age, new attitude, new season. Let's Mm -hmm. move on.
0: Um. So we're gonna do. Uh, we have cat mail this week. So we uh, tweeted out for you guys to re- send us some emails. But we actually got two. Okay. Um, and that's so, perfect for time. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and read the first one, and then I'll let you read the second one because the second one I believe that you should read.
1: Okay. Uh, all right.
0: First one. What up? The mother of my child put me on your podcast a couple years ago. You guys are pretty funny and have cool conversations about things straight people don't talk about. I learn a lot. Anyways, I found out that my oh uh, kids are not mine. Okay, and now my and my ex sorry now my ex cheated on me. We broke up, and she's still in my life because I love her and our kid. Um, we're kind of dating. IDK, kind of not. I don't know if I should forgive and forget or move forward because I love my family or cut them off and start from scratch at a later date. John Doe. P.S. Shara, I think your hair is pretty. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> Woo,
1: child, the ghetto!
0: <laughs> the ghetto. So I don't know if there's two kids or one kid. Well, anyway, regardless. So let me get this straight. involved.
1: So the, uh, the same trifling, cheating ex mm-hmm. that...
0: Basically, he thought.
1: Is this he, the ex that put him on our show?
0: I, I believe so. Yeah, the mother of my child.
1: Ooh, yeah. what a representation! So, uh, shout, out re- Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our listeners. The Barb's. Shout out to our listeners. Um. Okay, so he found out. Found out that, that the, the mother that of his the... kids are not his. Correct. How many children? He, I wish you would have provided ages. I think there are they are they two months old? or Are they the six mother. years old? I think
0: there's only one child because okay. there's only one. Plural in here, but yeah, basically there's offspring involved, and f- he found out that the kid is not his. um The check the ex cheated on him, and they broke up, and now I guess they're kind of still together because he wants to. He doesn't know if he should forgive and forget because he loves her and the family.
1: Okay, copy that. Um, forgive and forget. I don't know if that's applicable to this situation. Um, because you'll never be able to forget every time you look at that child in their face, every time you see that child, hear that child's name, I think that's going to be a, uh, some sort of subconscious reminder that that ain't your kid. Um, also I wish you would have provided an age because I think that that matters as far as if you should quote unquote stay or not. Because like I said, if this baby is brand spanking new, one month old, I think that if you decided to leave, then you could decide to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. But if
1: that baby is a seven-year-old first grader.
0: Who knows you as her father. Um,
1: I don't know if, uh, this is so hard. I don't think leaving would be the best thing to do, but ultimately that's your right and it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't judge, but I feel like it would have an effect on the child, depending on the child's age. Um, I, I, I also think that you uh, are doing a disservice to yourself with straddling this fence of still kind of sort of dating your baby mama because all that's doing is making things even more confusing. I think Mm -hmm. there needs to be a clean break. If you still want to be in that child's life, then be in that child's life. But as far as the romance and the dance with with the baby mama, that needs to either be 100% fully committed or not. There mm-hmm. doesn't need to be any confusion, kind of, sort of, dating, and I kind of, sort of, should I forgive or forget? No. It needs to be clear-cut. No gray area. Either we doing this or we're not. Right. And like I said, it depends on the child's age as to whether I, or not I think that you should stay. But that's ultimately up to you. No judgment will come from me because I don't know how I deal in that situation because it's trifling.
0: Yeah. Um. For me, I do think that... Um. I understand that you are happy with the I guess the idea of having a family and like that's what right. you wanted. Like I understand And also that. he probably has an
1: emotional attachment. Yeah. I forgot to include that. Yeah, for th- sure. Th- regardless of the age of the child. Right. You have an emotional you attachment. Had, there's
0: nine months before the child even gets here. So you're, you're preparing under to be a father. Right. You're under the impression that, that this is rip, your child. And to have that title ripped away from you. Yeah, that's a lot to deal sucks. with. It um, sucks. So I definitely understand that. I agree with everything Shara said. I also kind of want to know, you need to be careful with uh, her intent because she is a single woman out there with a child. So I don't know what you do for work. I don't know. But but if she is looking for someone to <laughs> help out, raise a child. And so with the dating situation, you need to be careful that is she with you because she needs a father for her child or because she actually likes you or is in love with you. So I would, like I said, piggybacking with everything Shar said, I just want to also kind of put that in there. And I don't even know how you would even test that. I don't know. It I takes mean, tip in
1: five minutes. Oh, I thought you
0: were talking about the no, not DNA. Test the baby. We, were, <laughs> we already figured that part out. I'm just talking about test. I don't this know. Little, and then that's another thing. When the you were,
1: when you were talking, I got the idea of what if you are fully committed to her and gonna fight through this, and what if she end up cheating again? Now what?
0: Now what? With another baby? Now what? So, so um, good luck. It's ultimately your decision, but I would, that's something I would really stay meditate clear. on. Yeah, I would probably stay Oof. clear and just start over from scratch after date. So I'm going to let Char read this next one. Don't read who it's from because we don't – we have to keep these anonymous. But read the subject line. Well, I
1: wouldn't even know this person. (laughs) I'm looking at the name and (laughs) –
0: So read the subject line and then the – Okay.
1: Wow. I can't believe you handed me this. So the subject is eating booty. (laughs) Sent today at 6.18 p.m. Hello. I remember y'all saying that y'all don't perform this specific sexual activity – I don't understand. Eating booty is an aphrodisiac and can really get you going. I'm challenging you to try it with the next man that you entertain. Be open. Please advise. Thank you.
0: So I don't know what we're actually advising on, um, but I don't know where you got that impression from me. I mean, TT calls me no limits. So, I, I love you. <laughs> TT calls you that. Yes.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I mean, I love you. I like everything. So, I mean, I don't know where they got that impression from me. Shar has been very vocal about
1: her. Um... It ain't happening. <laughs> Flat out, no. It will never, oh, Jesus. ever, ever happen. It's aphrodisiac though. So are oysters. <laughs> so is dark chocolate. <laughs> so is a good bottle of cab. Char ain't do a char stops at the gooch. That's just a personal preference. Ooh, I and I don't know if that has anything to do with my longstanding history of exclusively dealing with men who identify as cisgender and heterosexual. That may play a part as to why. What- but I've never but been I mean- sexually I've never been curious about it. The whole, yeah. I've never been. I've always wanted. I've been consistent in wanting nothing to do with it. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And I know that that might be yucking some people's gums, and people are getting pegged. Everybody, you know, these conversations are being elevated now. Mm-hmm. Do not ask me to do that because I vi- will not. Fox. No, I'm not. You're biblical foxing it. it. I'm not <laughs> pegging. I'm not doing any of that. I'm, I'm. I am wholly and totally uninterested in all. Ways, shapes, and forms. That's just not the girl that I am.
2: I respect. Get it. you a
1: girl that is, but um, there's plenty out To there. the person who wrote in, um, normally I am open to trying new things, but there are certain things that the, I, there's a there's a hard no, there's a hard stop on, and that mm-hmm. for me, it just so happens to be one of them, and I don't see it ever-changing like i said my interest hasn't been piqued i haven't been curious now if someone wants to perform that act on me by all means (laughs) i'm not stopping you but don't remember that episode of sex in the city with miranda (laughs) oh my god i just thought about it miranda was dating a guy i think it was like season two or season three and he tried to get her to do that and she didn't know oh yeah because she walked in the room and he was
0: on on all fours on the bed no they
1: were kissing they were kissing, and he had just went down on her, and then he said, "Okay, my turn." And he flipped over, and she didn't know what yeah. to do. oh yeah, yeah And yeah, then yeah, the next yeah, scene yeah. is her at lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. explaining to them, "I'm Miranda Hobbs." Yeah, it, it's just not half. I'm sorry, you guys can call me prude or whatever. You guys have already dragged me to <laughs> to no limit when it comes to sexual, I guess, proclivities on this show. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not that 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 girl. Well, thank you guys for writing in. Again, we answer all and any
0: questions. The email is askkatradio at com. Again, askkatradio at gmail.com. Again, at gmail.com. You, can also,
1: you can also DM the Kiss and Tell, uh, any Kiss and Tell uh, social media you can DM. Yeah. Just don't DM me. Why? Because I don't want <laughs> K-A-T mail in my personal DMs. Okay. You know how my personal.
0: What's in your personal DMs? <laughs> Traffic. Uh huh. A, a rotating door. <laughs> Come on, thirty one.
1: So, and I'm already getting, honestly, in my own personal DMs, I get a lot of ask Shar specifically questions with people okay. specifically seeking my counsel. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to get in the swill of the kiss and tell. I don't want those two, you know. Merging. All right, all right. Yeah.
0: Separate water and oil.
1: Yep. So, kudos. are we moving on to? Okay, let's move on to the kudos. <laughs>
0: All right, time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos.
1: This week's K.A.T. Kudos goes to my good sis, Raquel Willis. She was appointed the executive editor at Out Magazine. For the first time in the publication's 26-year history, a trans woman will take the leadership position. Now, prior to packing up and moving cross-country from Oakland, California to New York City to accept the position, the black Trans journalist made a name for herself as an outspoken advocate for social justice issues in the phrase of the black lives matter movement. Willis emerged as an eloquent speaker, writer and organizer on the topics of police brutality, racial profiling, the targeting of sex workers and the fight of queer and trans black people to be heard and respected. Her efforts led her to speaking at the 2017 women's March in Washington, D.C., and she believes it's also what steered her back into the publishing world. So, shout out to Raquel. She got her start. She was in Georgia and at a mm-hmm. small newspaper like right outside of Georgia and she was writing a lot of stories that uh interested her, which is a rare opportunity because a lot of the times you have an assignment editor and they tell right. you this is what you need to go write on. This is what you need to go write on. So, she is literally one of the most amazing people that I have ever met. Mm-hmm. Um and I love her to death. Literally, I love me some Raquel Willis. Yeah. She is We've such a good Twitter time. been for years. I never met her. She is such a good time. Oh my! We partied in New Orleans, which I've talked about on mm-hmm. this show. We partied hard in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but she is such a good time. She's so smart, so bright, so funny. She is, like I said, she's an amazing, phenomenal woman. And this is an amazing, phenomenal opportunity. And when one of us wins, all of us wins. Congrats! So, to congratulations her. again, Raquel.
0: Amen. So, um, I think this pretty much wraps this up. Pretty
1: much, we all don't right. have a game to play with said absent guests. The
0: game was booty.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> well, this was still a full show.
0: It sure was. I thought, okay, well, yeah.
1: I hope tomorrow goes well for me, and, and you're hosting something Friday, right? I
0: am. I must say tonight and Friday.
1: Who chow? I and guess we'll I'm talk. Coming, yeah, we'll coming. update you all on next week. Yeah, I, I have a busy weekend ahead of me as well. Where are you going? Will I have my holiday party? My cousins will be in town. I got a table. Re- I'm helping someone with a table read. Ooh. It's a lot. It's a lot.
0: You're, you're going to be an actress? I don't know. Oh.
1: So... Break uh, them doors down. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you all for joining us. Be sure when you're tweeting to use hashtag KT radio because some of y'all be forgetting every mm-hmm. week. Every tweet. Every tweet KT radio so that we can keep track of you all's responses. You know, we love a good interactive sash. And you can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. And you can find me everywhere at Char Says So. Until then, we will until next time, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, y'all. That's the last show
0: of the year, next week.
1: Next week, yes. Some people are going to keep their shows going, but that's not our business. Mm -mm. Our (laughs) last show of the year will be next week.
0: And we have, well, I'm going to say anything.
1: Yeah, let that that happen when it happens. But anyway, we're out of here, guys. I love us for real. Bye, y'all. Bye.